Hey, it's your friendly neighborhood host and producer of Music Box, Malik. I just want to stop real quick before we got into the episode and tell you about this really cool thing that's happening if you're located in New York City, like I am. Fun little fact if you didn't know that. This Wednesday, yep, this Wednesday, September 21st at 7 p.m., the New York Public Radio will be having its annual fundraising event, which is also celebrating the 40-year anniversary of New Sounds with John Schaefer. If you don't know what New Sounds is, it's an amazing genre-bending show that's highlighted a ton of amazing musicians for nearly four decades, if you didn't get that part, that airs every night at 11 p.m. on 93.9 FM or WMYC.org. There's a ton of live music from some really amazing acts, including a DJ set. And also, if you're looking to spice up your night, you can also do a VIP package with bowling rentals with WNYC hosts as well. And you get to hang out and mingle with on-air and podcast talent hosts and producers. And speaking of that, no, I don't work at WNYC, but... I'm going to be there. So if you want to stop by and say hi, you can say hi to me as well. It's a really fun night and it's all going to support the great cause of public radio. I started my career in the audio space working in college radio, and it's so necessary to have these spaces for people to be able to highlight acts who are putting in the time making their dues and just need the audience to support them and shout out now and highlight them. It, it works wonders. I've seen it happen over and over again. And the best way you can do that and support not just musicians, but also the people who are doing the work to find them and bring them to your ears. So it's so necessary and so important. So while it's all fun that you get to hear music and it's fun that we're bowling, it is here for a deeper, amazing, enriching reason. So I hope you make it out there. And I hope to see you there. You can find more details about the whole event at newsounds.org. Full lineup, details on ticket pricing, along with the VIP package, everything you need to know. And with all that being said, I hope to see you there. But enough of me talking. And let's get you on to the episode, which is more of me talking. See you later. Hey! Welcome to Creative Block. We're your hosts, Gene and V. We interview people in creative industries about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We ask people on Twitter if they have specific topics they want us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. And today with us, we have Malik Gale. Hi! This is so weird to see in person after, like, working on this show for, like, how long? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Oh, so, okay. So intros. Yes. Um, so for those who don't know, Malik is our producer. Hello. Uh, has been doing a killer job, uh, running the show behind the scenes so that V and I can focus just on interviews and, um, reaching out to people and stuff. Um, and it's been a huge help. It's been really great. Uh, I think you've been with us for at least six months. But yeah. So I was, I was going to say that. Yeah. Six months. Yeah. And, doing a great uh, job with the Twitter. So yes, yes, running the Twitter. The Got Twitter. all the snarks. <laughs> the Twitter, yes. is, I, I love having the snark. It's been, <laughs> I, it's always funny because I get nervous sometimes because I'm representing not just me, I'm representing both of you. I'm just like, hey, are both of you cool with this? I'm going to say this. <laughs> and like, I'm not out here dropping like spicy hot takes on the feed, but like I at least want to have someone, have both of you know in case someone's like, what's this it's like oh no we're good that's just the producer 
Yeah, I don't care. I, I rarely care. And I think that the way I would run it is so much more hostile than you run it. So I think it's, <laughs> it's a safe, it's a safe uh, bet that yours will be fine. Um, yeah, yeah, you run the Twitter, you run the Patreon, you run, yep. uh, you, you keep an eye on YouTube. And yep. so if you're interacting with us, you're probably interacting with Malik because um, we are we are busy folks and um, can only really focus on the actual interviews, um, which hopefully you all enjoy very much. Um, but so the reason why we're interviewing Malik today is because we're going to be starting a new show as part of our creative block roster i guess and the new show is called music box and it's going to be hosted by malik uh and it is going to center specifically on music guests something that malik has a lot of experience with uh and uh yeah speak to that a little bit sure um so i have been a massive music fan for years and years and years um back in college i hosted my own music news talk show called lost transmissions where i it started off as a small little like college show and it is expand expanded out way above the scope, which was a, a two hour show. The interview I there's a point where I was interviewing people weekly while being a college student, which was wow. a act of hubris, but it all culminated. I think the biggest interview I got that like I still am I still pinch myself to this day about is Raid Tour of My Chemical Romance. Oh wow shit, yeah. That's like that's like the biggest one I have. Um once I did that I once I finished college, couldn't do a college radio show, and there was it just kind of felt like there was something missing in terms of doing, like talking to musicians because it's so so much of a big part of my life. So I started this podcast called Against the Algorithm, which ran for about two years. And funnily enough, this is that's the way that me and Gene know each other because I think episode number like ten or eleven. It was early. It was an early episode, ten or eleven. I had Q Bomb on the show. And it's been just such a wild ride to be able to talk to all these people who I'm still in contact with. Some of the first few episodes we have on Music Box are people who have been on the on the old show. And for people who don't know, Against the Algorithm is about mainly indie artists, so people who are not signed and who are just kind of doing it all themselves and very DIY. And I wanted to focus on that, just meaning to give support, but also because I figured no one would want to talk to a fresh college grad or like have their like label artists talk to some random guy. So I was like, okay, indie artists would want to talk to me. Um, but yeah, I ended that um, late last year. And the wild thing is the same day I ended the show, I get a message from Gene and V being like, Hey, do you want to talk about something? And I'm like, what? Well, it was a, it was like, I had already considered it. Like I, huh. I knew that you liked doing um, against the algorithm and I, just, I personally didn't love that you seemed like you weren't able to keep doing it anymore. And I, yeah. you know, that, it, and so I was thinking of ways to like, um, you know, kind of help creative block, but also help you. And just, and that seemed like an obvious choice. It was just like, hey, let's use the platform that we've already kind of built up here um, and uh, hopefully help you reach your wider audience as well and just kind of help each other out. And, um, yeah, and and uh, and I'm glad that you're into the idea because I I think that you are really good at connecting with artists, and like we you know I had a great time being on your show. I've done it twice, 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> the second time was was Q Bomb interviewing you, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so it was six people uh, talking over each other. I don't know how uh, I convinced all of you to do that. I'm oh, still no, it surprised. was easy. No, no, everyone loves you. And and once as soon as it was like Malik wants to interview us, we were like, yep, all right. <laughs> there, there was no debate. But uh, yeah, and so so I think it's gonna be really cool. Um, for those who care, I'll be dipping in and out of music box interviews, but it's Malik's show. It's just, you know, if there's a guest that I feel like I want to talk to or ask something or just get to know, then, uh, then I'll pop in. But, but yeah, Malik's is a, Malik's an amazing host. Um, and now that we've gotten that all out of the way, Malik, tell us who you are and what you do. <laughs> um, so hi, my name's Malik. I'm a Scorpio. Oh no, I'm kidding. Um, wow. we've done the whole spiel about, um, producer for creative block, but, um, yeah, I mean, do you want me to kind of touch on what I do for Music Box in particular? Like, I think, like, I mean, I would look, because you have an interesting um, history as well. Like, you, you know, same thing we always ask, like, education and kind of, like, what got you interested in music and in sort of the creative fields in general. Let's Let's hear it. Sounds good. So, I mean, the funny thing is... I wanted to be a visual artist. I, oh, okay. in like high school, I wanted to be like completely serious, a cartoonist. I wanted to be, yeah. I wanted to be in an animation. And I didn't know that. It oh, was just, really? That's yeah, so cool. I got accepted to Pratt actually, um, oh, wow. and almost went in that direction. But there was a moment where I didn't feel super confident about my art. Mm-hmm. And there was just a moment where I was like, you know, I don't feel like, it's at the level where I feel confident about it. So it took a step back, but I've always been a huge fan of just media. So music, visual arts, comics, they've just been like super ingrained into my life and how I just like interact with things, mainly music. Um, if you've checked out my Twitter or when you listen to the episodes, you'll know that I have massively emo. Um, there was a aggressive level of fallout boy for many years. It's dying down, but people won't let me live it down still. Um. Yeah, there was a run. There was a run where, like, for six years, Fall Out Boy was my top artist, and it was became a running joke. And I was like, I listened to actually cool things. I swear. Um, they're, they're, who cares? They're fine. I know. I know. But like, listen. Don't let the haters. Don't let like, the uh, haters keep you down. So like goat meme, you know, like I am cringe, but I am free. But <laughs> I tried to live by now. It's like Well, it wasn't even cringe at that point. At that point, it was mainly like, okay, I know they're not my top artists this year. What the fuck? It was more like, okay, something's wrong with Spotify. This can't I am not the problem here. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> it's just they they uh they're keeping track of what you're listening to the most. So. Well, I listen the weird thing is I listen to music mostly on YouTube, but um Ah. yeah so yeah being a teenager and like a teenager just i was listening to music a ton and just listening to radio and for some weird reason i just loved like those behind the scenes featurettes or any sort of video where it was creatives just sitting down and talking about their process and Mm -hmm. going behind the scenes and just getting really deep into it which like led me into this love of like having really long style interviews um so like i said i went to college and um i went to school for for journalism and when i started doing um interviews for the my radio show i got told at first oh yeah cut them down make them like 30 seconds like no or 30 minutes or whatever or like real real short and i'm like no like if i'm gonna have someone sit down and talk here we're talking for an hour and you're yeah. gonna hear most of it and i don't know it was just something that was really important to me say like 
to get real deep and get really interesting with conversations yeah. and expand and not just ask really surface level questions because I feel like anyone could do that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And that's what started me mainly on the journey of like interviewing people. And the way I got my first interview ever was just literally shooting out a DM to a band. I was like, hey, how can I get an interview with Jukebox the Ghost? And the band responded and they were like, well, you could reach out like you are right now. And I was like, yeah, sure. What's your email? And he, they sent it back. And like a day or two later, that was like the first interview I've ever done. Wow. And, they, and trust me, there, there's been a lot of highlights and there's been, there's, there's one, there's one interview that I will never live down and will never see the light of day. And it's with a big band too. Oh no. I'll say I it, but. Well, can you? Okay, go. Really? You got okay, go. So I got okay, go, but the problem was it was really early on and they, and so everyone's like, oh my gosh, Malik got okay, go. But I was also 19. So they didn't really trust me to like okay. really do it solo. So they had someone else kind of like jump in and, and the interview started going more in an angle of just like trying to get like a bite or trying to get like, uh, yeah. get like something to like rot, like. Oh, we need to get something juicy out of this interview versus like, oh, let's talk. Oh, and... interesting. That's really funny that you mentioned that because I feel like it's funny because interviewing people, like I've never really interviewed people before, like uh, mm -hmm. like before doing creative blog, and I've had a, a couple people be like, oh, are you gonna are you gonna like try to get something juicy out of it? And, and I was just like, what? No. <laughs> Why no, would you... I be? Why yeah, would I try I... doing that, but now I get it. I guess. It's would you say it's something in journalism that like is it something at school that they were like trying to implement in the curriculum is this something that is part of it and not, not really like for the most part like with the career it was mostly so the the weird thing was when i went to school for journalism they were kind of teaching you more or less <laughs> to do a little bit of everything in like they were training you for a career and doing like for lack of a better term, like more local news and like being like on like the grindstone and getting stories out. And when you're thinking about like, okay, I have a deadline, I have a story due, I need to knock it out. Like your biggest priorities are like, it's true, it's well done, and it's turned in on time. You have no time to really think about, ooh, what's spicy about it? You're like, mm -hmm. okay, what will draw people in? Right. And mm -hmm. why will someone care about it? But you're not trying to be like, I need a tidbit because like you don't have time. You have like five hours and you're a multimedia journalist, so you're like filming and editing and interviewing all by yourself. You know what's really interesting about what you're saying is that uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the channel All Gas No Break. Now it's called Channel Five. Yeah. And the, the guy, the guy went to. He has an interview, and he says he he talks about that that he's like, um, uh, they really were pushing him to do lo local news and then he just wanted to go like full indie and do his like, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it could be a controversial channel. I don't know. I think it's really funny. I think he's really good at editing. It, it is really good. I, I've checked out that channel before and it's really awesome. And oh. no, you're right. Like I, like I said, I was like in the college radio station scene. So my job, my original plan post-college was to be like, oh, hey, I'm going to work for a record label or, oh, I'm going to work for Pitchfork and be a, a fucking hipster in Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> you know, love it. We're like 50% of the way there, but, um, <laughs> but like that was like, follow your dreams. No, listen, you guys haven't Move seen to Brooklyn, picture. follow your dreams. 
No, like I'm. You don't understand how deep this went. Do you either like I had a pork pie hat that I wore every oh, single wait. day. If you saw a picture of me in college, like what? it was be- like oh, I was that 2014 hipster. I love that for you though. So like I bury it, and but all my friends who knew me at that time know like that was you. That was me. Hey, no shame, man. I yeah. I had a moment. Okay, I had a moment where in uh, that was like part of high school going into yeah. college, where like I was just frantically trying to figure out what is cool, and <laughs> which I think a lot of people go through. And um, my version of that for a moment was I was like. You know, it would be really cool if I wore like leather newsboy caps. And I uh, realized pretty quickly that is not that's not a good look for me. Um, I don't really know if it's a good look for anyone. But if you really if you can pull it off out there, I mean, you know, go for it. But uh, that was that was not a good one. And uh, I wore a lot of beanies in high school, which was not not the flyest. Um, I don't know. I feel like beanies will never. For me, beanies will never die. Beanies are classic. Not the way yeah. I wore them. I feel like it's like, okay. There's also a problem with like just general head shape, and I don't think I can pull off hats. And so, um, well, all this... you guys need to know is that Gene has a really bad head. <laughs> I have a bad head. It's like it's. I have like a five head, and like, and it's just like so much rounder on top than it is on the bottom and so ha- i just look like i'm a tiny little man anytime i wear a hat i look like i'm wearing my dad's hat um anyway enough about my stupid head um but uh i i no sh- no shame i get it <laughs> everyone has to go through an awkward wearing a weird hat phase I but was it like uh was there like were you really did you have a goal like that in mind like a, like a very like you know uh defined goal when you were in college like you said the pitchfork thing like Honestly, I used to read Pitchfork all the time. I was like, but then I got mad at them because they like gave a bad um, rating to um, tobacco. I can't, I forgot. And I was just like, I mean, it wasn't like a bad rating, but they were just kind of like. Very snarky about it. Yeah. Very snarky. And I was just like, I cannot trust you guys anymore because. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like a rabbit fan girl. I'm like. No, tobacco VMSR, always 100%. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just say that Pitchfork has some takes. I remember, I think they yeah. reviewed the Peppa Pig album. <laughs> so I forgot what they get rated the Peppa Pig album. I might, when I'm not talking, I might review it uh, or, or check it out, not review it. Yeah, um, maybe it's sick. Maybe it's sick. Maybe well, it's the shit. You know, my head's kind of fried. Um, I talked a little bit about before the episode, quick tangent. Um, we did, uh, My team at my job did a quick team building exercise for like a PowerPoint party. It's like, oh, we all get to make little PowerPoints on like random topics that we want to talk about. Uh-huh. And it was my fault. I picked the I, I picked like us doing that. But my dumbass decided to be a cool idea to do a presentation on why Mambo Number no. Five is the best song ever written. Yeah, you're right. It's a good song. Did you know there was a Bob the Builder cover of it? No. What? I it love charted that. number two in Australia. Oh, and it's certified it. platinum in Australia. As the, part of like the show? Like Yeah, like they like the voice actor for Bob just did a cover and they turned all the lyrics into like so weird. Building theme things. <laughs> a little I, bit of hammering in my life. You Gene, you're not far off. A little That's, bit of building. I love that. What was it? Uh, 
a little bit of something in sand makes like you that sucks that's um that's not great um yeah jesus um i wanted to talk about like you know we were talking about um you know interviewing people and like juicy getting juicy takes and all this stuff and i i think that like you know, we're doing these once a week and yeah. a lot of journalism is like you have to stay on a schedule and you have to keep, stay consistent. Um, and I I don't think even if it's your full time job, which this isn't for us, but even if it's your full time job, it's probably not healthy to go into every interview wanting it to be the most breakthrough thing possible. And like, yeah. And, and if you force it, you risk alienating the guests that you have on. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. And if like, that... if you want to build a fan, like if, not a fan base, but like if you want to build trust with yes. potential upcoming guests, it's so important to be like, hey, we're taking care of you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. No, yeah, I agree. We have, um, I don't know, a policy. But we have yeah. like, we, we generally try to keep our guests comfortable and like when we go into our interviews we always tell them that you know let us know if there's anything you want to edit out and um and we do and like we we've done that a lot there's been a lot of situations where a guest got a little too comfortable and started telling us things that like they trust us with as industry peers Mm. but it was like oh wait no maybe maybe we shouldn't (laughs) maybe we shouldn't shouldn't talk about this like everybody yeah, i mean it's also like it's just like it's casual you don't we, most of the time we turn off the video so people you right. know it's kind of like you're in therapy or whatever you're like yeah, yeah. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> so you're just like talking like oh this person gets me yeah uh, <laughs> so, i think that happens but i think yeah. that's you know and that's something that like but it's a delicate balance right because like mm-hmm. we we want when when something's good when something good's gonna come out it's gonna come out like if somebody's yeah. comfortable and and it's it's the kind of person or guest that has something that they don't mind speaking to or um some juicy gossip they'll do it and they'll yeah. be comfortable with it you know and then you get some cool stories out of it um but yeah it i forcing it you make you, you never alienate can, people yeah. and yeah yeah we've also like i i see it as a very journalistic thing and like we recently came across some drama that we were yeah. like oh oh yikes um but ultimately it's like well we can't we can't uh pick sides here and it it's it just like we were just we're delivering facts and delivering the information that we're given yeah. you know and beyond that it's like there's nothing more that we can do exactly and, so- and like the podcast is a platform for people and like in some situations, people might say something that people might disagree with or don't, or like they might have opinions on, but that's not like you saying it. That's, that's the guest saying it. And yeah, we're just, we are, again, we're setting the stage and we're bringing the audience. And that's very different from, from like saying it itself. And granted, there's like a responsibility with like, there's a responsibility with journalism, but like it's, there's a, I think there's a difference. There's, there's some aspect of like, hey, we were talking to this person to get their experience and get their story. And they're the one talking and they're the focus. And then there's journalism where I feel like people get someone to talk and then say, okay, and now this is how it beats into my opinion. And creative block is definitely not like the lot, like it's more the former than the latter. It's more like we're talking and we want to know your story and we want to know about you. And that's why people come back. People come back to hear about this and we're getting just increasingly more and more people who are, I mean, I'm, I pinch myself every day 
sometimes with some of the people we've got and um no i agree i'm i'm stoked for it too it's uh yeah it's been crazy we're slowly just kind of trying to work our way up to bigger name guests but you can't do that unless you've built up um you know they have to see names that they recognize and, and names that they are going to be like, oh, they got so-and-so? Like, great. But yeah. also, it's like, I don't know. I'm also really excited about the platform existing to showcase, like, parts of the industry that are less talked about oh, as definitely. well. Um, that's something that's always kind of been on my mind. That's why uh, recently we've got uh, Ken Arto, who's, like, animating from Japan. I thought that's mm-hmm. such an interesting perspective, having more indie animators from the YouTube scene which is such an interesting way of doing animation and that isn't covered a ton yet, not in depth. Um, Like that kind of stuff, which I think is so cool. Um, Yeah, webcomics and like you said, Malik, like having indie artists that don't usually have a platform uh, because I think that moment in a career when you're taking that leap of faith and you're like i'm just gonna make music in my bedroom it's like pretty scary yeah you know you're not making anybody yeah (laughs) and people and people don't forget that i mean that's the the biggest thing and like i know we talked way about about it a little bit earlier about like not alienating people but like i've gotten to develop a ton of like amazing friendships just purely off of like doing the show i mean obviously there's gene right um but then i've had people like dry where who's been on the mm-hmm. podcast i hung out with him um there's an artist named mystery skulls who i yeah. interviewed way back back um when i was in college and it's we broke the cycle now but there was a period in time where every single time he had a new album he was on whatever i was doing so there were two interviews on college radio there's one interview on against the algorithm he he has an album out now, so I probably it's could. Time. I probably could and be like, "Yo, Lewis, it's time to do." It's interview number four, but like, it's also so interesting because with those interviews, and granted, like, very very few people have will have listened, if any, have heard like all three interviews that I've done with Lewis. But it's so interesting to see how that dynamic changes when you are friends with that person and they trust you to be like, okay. Like, I know when I'm having a conversation with Malik, like, the questions I'll ask and, like, right. what we're going to be getting into. And that leans into new, like, realms of conversation. Because, we're, like, I've I've gotten past the, oh, hey, what are your influences? What are your inspirations? Yeah. And you get, like, into, like, some really interesting topics. So, I mean, I'm excited for the, the second Q-Bomb interview because that's going to be a new interesting one Fire. and angle to go into. But, yeah. We have, uh, yeah. that That's something that... Um... I mean, a little backstory on on our show as well. Like, I don't know if we've ever really gone into it. We might have. But um, a while back, like 2016, I wanted to do a video interview show that was that immediately I realized was a terrible idea. I'd, I was in over my head. Um, but I was going to be interviewing but the same thing we're doing now where I interviewed like uh, animation people and um, and that was around the time I first met V, too, I think. Oh, and... yeah, I remember you were pitching at Nickelodeon, and I was just like, how is this guy going to get this together? <laughs> Here's the answer. I didn't. Um, and I so... Were like, I'm going to have a couch in the little room with, like, yeah. projectors and a cameraman. I was like, well, oh, you know, my God. I, I, I legitimately was trying to figure it out, and... Um, yeah. And it's just, yeah, logistically, it was just difficult. But I was also 
busy. I ended up doing other things. Yeah. Um, but pandemic uh, way before the yeah, pandemic. this way before. Um, <laughs> I was I got into development around that time, so I was I was like, well, this is my life. Um, and then, uh, but speaking of pandemic, it was like yeah, it was like October of 2020, and um, and V was had like mentioned offhand that that she wanted to do something like this and then i was like well let's partner up and we had a few conversations about it and um combined the two ideas because the video aspect of it was difficult but v had the idea to do the drawing and so like which i've fallen off from but but like it's a good idea and i think um the fusion of the two made sense and and like and then we got clem uh to edit the show which we is... would not have the show started at all if it Full wasn't stop. for her because literally we recorded two episodes yeah. and i was supposed to edit them together and i never did it and then i was just like well and then i like asked clem if she was interested in like helping us out and 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 now we have a show <laughs> it's it's uh asking for help is like yeah has become my mantra because i yeah. there's a lot of things that i've tried to do in my life and i try to do them by myself a lot of the time mm. and granted like I think I just have access to more resources and also I have more clout. So people believe me when I want to make something that I'm actually <laughs> going to like finish it, um, which I didn't have when I was younger. I was just some kid, but man, yeah. Like just getting help from people around you and sometimes throwing them, a, you know, some money, it, it goes a long way because people want to help and people like being a part of stuff. If it feels like genuine and if, if it's yeah. a fun project. So I think that's true too. It's something that I didn't realize that uh, sometimes just kind of coming up with the overall structure of a project. Yeah. It's actually harder than it sounds, but once you have the that structure figured out, then it's so much easier for people to jump on it because then it's like right. easier to define your role, I guess. Yeah, and and I wouldn't want to say like I feel like I'm now starting to get to a point where I feel like definitely more ownership over the producer role. I feel mm -hmm. like at first I was very much kind of like, okay, I'm here. And... <clears throat> <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, Clem. Um, <laughs> I feel like at first I was very much kind of like, okay, I'm here for Gene and V's project. I'm here to do this stuff. Like, I'm going to make sure every single thing's perfect and we're here. And great. And I'm still making sure everything's perfect as much as possible. But, um, <laughs> I'm not trying to be like, listen, I... Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> it might be slipping. Uh, now I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> but, um... But, like, once I felt comfortable to, like... After a while, I started to feel more comfortable. Like, okay, I know what the show is. Yeah. I know what we need to do to make sure things are running. Like, I don't need a ping Gene or V about these things. Yeah. Like, we've got, like, I've got this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you do. And I, I think that, um... I trusted you were, you know pretty much right off the bat because I knew that you were good. Obviously, there's a, a period of like, how was this going to go? But yeah. like you picked it up really quickly. And um, yeah, and I, I think it's been great. And, and it's just seeing the way you handle the Twitter and everything. Yeah. And also like the way that it's been helping me too, like, you know, because I've been doing managing at my job. And I think like getting you in a, onto Creative Block was like, uh, a, a soft a lesson in onboarding for me too like it was like and now i've done it in my job at least twice maybe more but uh, yeah and so it's like 
you know, you bring people on and you give them the space to explore and find their footing and, and make it their own. Yeah. And like, and it's like it, it, echoing what V said, it's like, yeah, it's like if you've already kind of put in the work to make a structure, anybody that is smart uh, will, <laughs> will, will pick up on it and they'll figure it out and, and they'll, they'll fit right in. Yeah. I mean, V, like what about, I mean, of course I knew Gene and I had experience. And so Gene kind of knew, but when it came to me jumping in, like you had no idea who I was. So it's just like, oh yeah, here's this person. So I mean, like, how is it for, from your perspective? Because I know it's probably very different. I mean, for me, I I always start out kind of believing the best out of people. I'm always <laughs> just like, you know, I have this kind of like thing that is like, I mean, obviously, I, I have like a set amount of chances that I give people. It's like, I don't know. Uh, I, I do believe I tend to be more lenient than the average person. Like, I tend to be like, yes, 10 chances when like the average person is like only two and then it's a strike. But but I mean, like, I was like, you know, you so from the way you talk, I was like, oh, this guy sounds great. He's really sweet and funny and so helpful and we met like that's also a reason why i i asked if we could facetime i think we had a call the three of us uh very early on i just wanted to say hi and be like and also there's a thing for me it's like if someone's gonna jump on your project even if you're paying them it's like it's not something to take for granted i feel like it's because i believe time is the most valuable resource you have in your life and if someone is willing to give their time to help you out, like that is something to really value and appreciate. And I was just, just so happy, you know, like you didn't really know the show. Like, of course we had episodes out and you could like listen and be like, oh, maybe this was like. <laughs> no, I was a fan. <laughs> oh, you were? I was a fan of the show. I, I, I checked out the show. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you you liked the show before. Okay, I thought you, I thought literally you was just like, oh, uh, Malik has experience with podcasts. He can you. help us out. <laughs> I think I saw you interacting too, and I think that yeah. was part of the the decision for me because I was like, well, because yeah, like I I want to bring on people into anything that I do. I want to bring on people who would get excited about it, and um, it's just it's just that's good for everybody, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's like hiring out of left field or or getting yeah. somebody to collaborate out of left field. It's it, it's there's like a weird mismatch of energy that often happens. I've noticed where it's like unless you're in a position where you can pay people well and you're, or you're working for a network or something, if when it's projects like this, it has to be somebody who gives a shit. Cause yeah. it's like, why? Yeah. And yeah. that's true. I did have the eye of the benefit of like, okay, like I am an animation nerd. So like a lot of these things are people are, Oh yeah, we're going to talk to this person or talking to this person. I get like the gravitas in some situations when we're like, Oh, Hey, we're going to reach that out for help. this person or yo, mm-hmm. we're trying to get Gendy. Yes, or like we are like, trying to get Gendy. Yeah, and, and Gendy, if you hear us right now, Gendy, if you're li- Gendy, <laughs> I yeah. know you're listening. Yeah, because Gendy's <laughs> definitely listening to the episode with the producer yeah, with of Malik. the pod. Yeah, this is the episode that makes Gendy go. You know, they're an animation podcast, but let me listen to the episode with the producer. This is where the real shit happens. Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe it's like you know how people like um oh, sorry maybe it's sorry clem uh you know how it's like people um like they keep an eye on how people treat waiters you know yeah like, 
it's like it's like if if somebody's mean to a waiter, it's like oh, they're probably going to be a dick in other ways. Well, you're not going like, to be mean to me. No, but if the but if a guest is like, let's see how they are when they're not. Let, let's see how they are with you know their friend with their producer. Yeah, and like maybe that's the the deciding factor. Um, so Gendy, anyway, get on Gendy this. Comes, Listen, yeah. her email is no 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 no. Well, you didn't give the email. You should probably. Well, no. well listen, um, I, I mean, I've gotten we've gotten some weird. We've been starting to get sponsorship emails. There have been some that I've yeah. I've flat out denied and have not told you because a lot of them are supplements. Oh, like vitamin D or like weirder supplements. Weirder supplements. No, like, like, weenie, like weenie supplements. Yeah, well, I think there was like one that's like we'll make you rip or something like that. I'm just like I know Gene likes game buff, but I don't think yeah, that's like send me those links so I know not to click on them gotcha so like i like there's been time and so nothing too crazy but like i but that's the other thing like knowing the tone and the voice like we're not gonna want to like be like hey like check out the weenie pills here at creative block like we're, we're not Maybe. this is not the podcast you go to get like an endorsement of that you so like so, that's like another yeah. thing of like knowing like the, the tone of the show and being like i don't even need to bring this up I'm just going to handle it. Like, there's sometimes there's been, like, there was a comment on an episode. I don't want to get too much into it. That I just saw and I was like, absolutely not, and deleted that shit. I have a screenshot of it, but, but I was like, we don't need to, we don't need to stress about this too much. It's gone, dealt with. And, but, uh-huh. but it kind of like feeds into more being like, oh, like, here we go. Like, I am, like, this is my, not like, you know, my show as much. Um, yeah, I understand. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, I mean, I think it's really great too, because you have this, like, you have this understanding of kind of like the vibe we're trying to get, you know, yeah. like you're kind of like in that same, like, wholesome, kind of quirky, kind of vibe that we're trying to do with the with the show. So um, yeah. that's so great. <laughs> you get it. You get it. Um, What's been the wackiest experience for you so far? On Creative Block? Yes, on Creative Block. Okay. When we had Jason DeMarco, I held my tongue yeah. so fucking much. I was like, yo. And not in a bad way. I know I held my tongue make seem, seem bad. I was like, oh my God. You had to play it cool. Play it cool. Play it cool is an understatement. I was going to be like, <laughs> you. I was like, I don't know. I, I can't ask to be in the episode. I don't want... I'm like, ah, chill. Like, there have been a few episodes um, where I've been like, okay, wow. So Jason DeMarco is one of them. Alex Hirsch is one. Sure. Was another one. I was a huge Gravity Falls fan. So I, I play... I play. I don't play it often, but I play my I am the producer, therefore I will throw a Hail Mary drawing prompt that out in the yes, air. Yes, you do what you can, yeah. <laughs> Um, another one's coming up. I don't want to say for what episode because that's spoilers, and we we don't do spoilers here in Creative Block. Um, but I have already have a prompt for another guest, and like, I already have my hail mary prompt, and I'm excited for it. Well, we'll do it. Um, I I mean, uh, the ones you're naming, I was just as excited for, and like yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could probably get Jason back for a music specific one. We we yeah. touched oh, on. Yeah. on stuff a little bit but like i don't have the the well of knowledge that you have with music so i couldn't go into like the adult swim records stuff oh my god Um, like uh, the record oh my gosh like i don't know like 
it would be so so exciting to talk with him because like again i feel like adult swim and even cartoon network and nickelodeon there were there were those like times where they had those like music videos they played early Mm -hmm. on like Mm -hmm. the first time i heard about the highs was the cartoon network did a song with them like for like summer called like yeah it's just something that grown-ups invented yeah and then tick tick boom that was the first time I ever heard the hives and like yeah that's that's interesting it, and then like song was it there was like milk crisis by the go team and so mm. there were so many music things like that that like shaped it so that's why so coming back to like animation and like the things that like shaped me like I'd be watching like I don't know um Ben 10 mm. and then like I'd see that music video and that song and be like oh my gosh that's really cool and go on YouTube and like watch amvs and all of that stuff or or like find stuff on tumblr i mean there's so many different ways to find cool interesting music that like i've been open to and like i have really strong memories or i can remember like who's the person that like put that person on my radar and it's yeah so nice to have those experiences yeah you saw you still use Last FM to find new music? I don't use Last FM. Um, <laughs> was I'm trying to think of how I've been listening to a lot lately. Um, this feels like an against the algorithm question. <laughs> well, well, it, it is because I asked like, how do you? What are the ways you find new music? Um, yeah. So Spotify. I feel I felt bad. So my big idea with against the algorithm was like i was gonna say stick it to the man i was gonna be i'm gonna talk to these indie artists they don't listen to spotify they don't use spotify to find their new music i had this like diluted like hypothesis and very very quickly that hypothesis got checked everyone was like spotify i'm sorry yeah i know it's against the algorithm but Uh spotify um like another fun thing about it is like the name of the show is very like divisive because you could hear they're the guests that were like oh hey like cool like alliteration name and then there were some people who were like yeah man fuck the algorithm and i'm like oh you are you are jaded (laughs) yeah that's always gonna be those that's so funny that's so funny yeah i feel like against the algorithm has a little bit more of a like statement to it than like yeah. creative luck is very like safe uh, but, in terms of like and Gene can attest to it but I mean like against the algorithm is like a gr- just pure like they, like there's it's informative and I want to ask questions but there I am not afraid to go on very very dumb tangents oh, yeah. about ah! very very like silly topics or I'll or like the running joke I see about people who I've interviewed is the fact that I like deep diving on people's like Twitter or social media to like <laughs> make sure that i'm like asking relevant questions or asking things and like i'm like oh yeah i'm just doing my due diligence but everyone's like what are you doing i'm like what do you expect me to do just like sit down and not know anything about you so like everyone everyone just knows me as like the guy who will comb your twitter and will ask you questions about tweets that's just so fun though because it's like that's it's that like hot ones deep dive you know where it's like you you dig up or um nardwar you know where oh. nardwar <laughs> will go and like find like 
So I heard that you liked this band from the 1920s. And you lived on this block in this city. And, and they're like, what the fuck, dude? Gee, I think that's fun. You don't know how spot on you are with that. Because I listened to like a ton of Nardwar. There's like a, a TED Nardwar. Talk Nardwar did about oh, really? like reaching out to people that I listened to before against the algorithm and kind of like stuck with me. So, yeah, no, he's great. I, I think that. There's a reason why he is the legend that he is. And I think it's because, well, he's a weirdo. Um, that's part of it. Love you, Nardwar, but he knows. Um, but like, I think that that approach is, is great because how many interviews do people, do artists do where it is what you did, what you mentioned earlier, where it's just like, what are your influences? Like, so what were you like channeling? When you, like what's uh, next for you? Like, what yeah, do you want to do next? now? And it's boring. It's fucking boring. Um, and you've done enough of those, and it's just you don't want to. You don't want to hear it anymore. And and that was the thing with Creative Block too, where it's like, initially we were kind of experimenting with it, with the format and trying things out. But I I quickly realized that asking people for their influences is like not. I was trying to. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like also the influence questions for me like kind of run dry pretty fast and usually we're able to hit it while they're kind of like telling us their journey i mm -hmm. feel like for me the things that i really connect with the most is uh if they're ever open about talking about you know the setbacks and stuff uh i think especially in our age of like social media where it's like just successes after successes you know it's it's very easy for audiences to feel a little sad about their yeah. own accomplishments yeah. so it feels really relatable when a guest is willing to like open up and talk about that yeah i think so because you know it's like we're all people we all have yeah. shortcomings we have failures and flaws yeah that's true like i'm not even gonna lie part of the reason like ata ended was there was a lot of like personal things happening compo compounded on top of just kind of like the schedule um mm -hmm. like uh that just were like hard i mean like dealing with a breakup getting a diagnosis on something like both of those were very like immediate things that were like okay um this all sucks and i was like okay i need time to step back and like focus more on like myself and like yeah where i'm at um but like it was like a great opportunity to be able to do that but also also take a step backwards and like i really loved producing you know like when I first started getting into creative block and being able to kind of do all these behind the scenes things, like my roommate, who's also like my best friend since high school has, was like, dude, you've been like, I've like, you're absolutely thriving in this. And like, you're so locked in and it's awesome to see. And I didn't see it. Like, you know, like I feel like I felt like I had, like I failed in some way. Cause I wasn't being like visually creative at a certain point. And he was mm -hmm. like, dude, and like Jason talked about it in his episode, like, you don't have to be like doing a visual thing to be creative. Yeah. Like you're being creative on how you're trying to talk about the show and like present yeah. the show. And that's very unique. And that's, and you can't downplay that. I think yeah. it's a, it, it is a skill in its own. Like pr producing in general is a skill in its own. And we've had guests where we talked, we had several guests that have talked about that and how essential it is. But even for our show, yeah, it's like, cause at the end of the day, like I don't have the mental energy to be witty 
on Twitter. Like I, oh, I just, yeah, dude, for real. Yeah. I just don't. And, um, and that would burn me out so fast on this show. Cause I, I, I was doing the Twitter for in the early episodes mm-hmm. and, um, and doing some of the uploading and all that stuff. And it's just like, it, it just fucks me up. <laughs> like I just yeah. can't do it. And, but different people have different skills and different, um, you know, I yeah, say like, two and, words to that. Think Tumblr. <laughs> I, w- I, I was like... Elaborate. The ha- <laughs> okay. In my heyday... Heyday. I was on Tumblr in its heyday, so like I was like around... Like I, I was just so used to saying, okay, I am going to say very dumb things for attention. And I was in the Fall Out Boy Tumblr fandom. <laughs> Always comes back to Fall Out Boy. You have to. Okay, this is our goal. This is the personal goal for a music box. What? Get Fall Out. Boy. Absolutely yeah. not. I mean, I don't. No. Why? I. I don't know. Okay. I have for a, the moon, and you'll land amongst yeah. the stars. I have. I've met most of Fall Out Boy. I have a picture with Patrick Stump that is very embarrassing, but I will show both of you. It was after a concert, and my friend Stacy, my phone died, so my friend Stacy took a picture with me, and like, and for some, like Patrick put his arm over my shoulder. How nice! And I realized that happened, and the click happens, and this, I, this is probably All right, the worst. I'm gonna describe this photo. It's a little uh, blown out, so I can't see it. Okay, I can't. I should probably just send it. But it's okay. I'm just jaw dropped. Like I am. Aww. Hold on. That's I'm great. just gonna I'm gonna send it in the Discord because okay, we have that, it. and I'm not, and I should just use what we and, have. And and Clem will see it and wonder what the hell. Cle- Clem and Rem, I'll just be like, what's That's going? True. On? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, like uh, the. Fo- oh look at you. <laughs> Just, you look so happy. There's a there's a twinkle in your eye. <laughs> yeah, I don't Never forget. Never. <laughs> Never forget. Uh, Follow up boy. We have a weird experience with that. I don't. I think I talked about it on the show. But yeah, you talked about it on Against the Algorithm. It was like they were oh, doing okay. a Nickelodeon show or something. They were like that. they had some weird. Um, yeah, there was like a Nick promo thing where it's like a New Year's Eve thing where they played. I'm sure somebody can. Figure yep, it out. I, I know uh, where it is. I I I watched okay. it. <laughs> okay, well there you go. So that's somebody's you, um, and uh, and we were just working. That was just a work day for us, and uh, they were they they hold up like their green room was on the floor that we were working on on the loud house floor at the time, and uh, so like we we couldn't do any conference we couldn't do any meetings in that room we couldn't like. We could barely even like acknowledge their existence. It was weird. The vibe was weird because they it was just like follow boys here, follow boys here, follow boys. and it was Fall, just like follow boys and, like a don't look at me band. What? I I don't want to say that. Okay, but I, no, I, it's maybe it's just like, like everyone's like crew. Yeah, yeah, we were. Everyone's I just guess, on edge. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't there at the time, but I'm guessing people. You know, it's not. Oh, you weren't. Like, okay. No, because it was before the condos, right? No, this is after. That was after the condos. After the condos. I'm pretty sure you were there. Well, if it was after the condos, I was there. But I don't remember that. I just I it might have been like, out. I don't know. 
Um, but anyway, uh, I think you were still working on Loud House at that point. But um, yeah, and like the somebody came up to our floor, or I think I was actually in um, uh, Ari Castleton's office at the at, at the moment, and um, and and it was I, I think at the time I think you were still there, V. So it was your office too, but. Um, somebody came in <laughs> like sweaty and they were like, we need to somebody to draw some shit on the whiteboard. So the fallout boy feel welcome. And we were like, well, we're artists. They were like, well, they've got any fucking artists here. Like, we're fucking studio, right. Um, and we were like, sure. And so me, you know, I do a lot of caricatures. And so I was like, Hey, I'll draw, I'll draw them on the whiteboard. And, um, and then Ari did like some fancy lettering that was like, Fala boy, welcome, Fala boy. And so I drew all four of them. And then uh, I do remember telling the story now. Okay. But whatever. Um, Pete, I think it was Pete, took a photo of that and tagged it. Didn't tag me, but I, I put my, I wrote my um, my screen name under it, like an at. Very smart. Oh my God. You're yes. so funny. Nice. I knew. I knew. And so. <sighs> Um, he didn't tag me, which is fine, but, um, uh, still you could see it. And I got so many followers that were like, fallout boy, lover, fallout boy, girl, fallout boy, fan, fallout boy. And I was like, oh, they're in for, they're in for a rude awakening. Okay. I want to pref, I want to stop it right here. That was not how I found you. I just want to make sure. Oh, I was starting to wonder. That was so funny. I, I, I saw the plant panic pilot. Okay. So that's how, but I, I'm. Hearing that story and how much of like I'm like oh yeah follow boy follow. I'm like I need to stop this right here before someone's like oh the only reason Malik's got here was because of fallout <laughs> no no I didn't think that but um yeah that was a funny experience and then they played a show in our Nickelodeon like courtyard that night um remember and, when uh, Pitbull came and Pitbull Pitbull did a show, and then I was, I'm so sad now because I, I did not realize that, this, I didn't know who Pitbull was, I was like, oh, it's just somebody that is named after a dog, and, and then, like, recently at the gym, I was just, like, looking at, on Spotify, you know, like, uh, huge. you know, just, like, uh, get, get ripped or whatever, yeah. so like, playlists to help you just kind of get going for your workout, and, He's in a bunch of those, and I'm like, God damn it. This is Mr. Fun. Worldwide. I so, know. I'm like, so oh, if I had known. For context, my main job has to do with, like, SEO. So it's all search engine optimization stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The one thing that keeps me up at night is I don't know how Pitbull did it, but he got someone to do it. But if you look up the word Pitbull, you get him over the dog breed. You don't get the wow. dog breed for it. You get Pitbull. Yeah, some people just like that's always the the th- yeah, it's always impressive. There I was look I wanted to look up the term coda, like the music term coda. And uh and all I got was the movie, which I like the movie. But but it was like, wow, that was fast. Like I guess I can never search for I had to scroll to like the 5th or 6th uh result to get the meaning of the word coda. I do say that the creative block. I've been. I look up here and there. I haven't looked. I don't look all the time, but I look up the word creative block because I know there's some other ones out there. That's a tough one. We are kicking their asses though. Oh really? Okay. We, yeah. If you Google creative block podcast, we're number one. If you it's, just if you it's do a lot of creative, our episodes. Yeah, that's why I'm saying we just gotta keep going. It's also honestly, it's just like the thing where it's like if you really spam a 
word, you're gonna. I feel like for Pitbull, like he's the kind of like he got a ton of articles. He always like has a lot of like news going. Or I mean, maybe not now, but for a while he yeah, was like yeah. Hey, Pitbull Maybe, owned, like, yeah. like, summers. Like, th- like again, college DJ. So I would DJ a lot of formals of, like, fraternities and sororities. And when I say that, I don't know. Like, he knew when formal season was coming up because he'd drop a song and I would have to play that song for an entire, like, semester. <laughs> like, I have several Pitbull songs saved in my library because they're just... I'm not proud to say that, like, was oh, a time in my life where it's like, I know my rant was gonna be late about a week ago. I worked yeah. my ass off. I've played that song so many times. Timber? With Kesha? Yeah. It's going. I didn't think it was gonna be big, and then I saw, like, it got a big reaction, and I'm yeah, just like, that's wow. Surprising. Um, Malik, we ask our guests, yep. how do they deal with creative block? And what does it feel like to them? And can you speak to that? Um, so it's pretty unique with me because, um, like, even in my day job, I do a lot. I've mentioned it, like, to both of you personally. But, like, I'm, I'll tiptoe around it a bit because not trying to break NDAs, even though I'm not technically on one. Um, so I work on outlines for people who want to optimize content for, for Google. So more or less, very brief way of saying, we tell you what to write. So you can do it. Um, And like, even in those situations, it's really hard to, you know what you need to do, but like sitting down and just like getting the words out of your head there, they're really hard. And even with creative blog, it's just making sure that we're like keeping regimented because it's like, okay, we have a release schedule. We have patrons. We need support. We need to make sure scheduling's on time. So when I hit creative block, the biggest thing for me is recognizing what's happening. For a while, the the biggest issue I've had was I would just kind of go into a spiral and feel real bad about myself because I was really mm. self-conscious. So what would happen was I would say, like, hey, like, why can't I do something? Like, why is this so hard? Um, and the thing that really, like, made it click was just taking a step back. So it was just, like, getting away from what's, like, causing the issue of, like, I can't focus. So if it's, like, working in that line, it's okay take a step back. Hey, if I need to try to like reorganize some things for scheduling, okay, take a step back walk because the biggest thing that I learned is even if you're not necessarily thinking about it, it's still in your head. So there's mm-hmm. still some times where, and I mean, I've heard guests talk about it here too a ton where like, again, like the second you fully relax, like it comes to you, like it'll click. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I have just, a, I've learned to accept that I kind of have a very sporadic, work schedule um and my job was like really flex work so i can realistically do as long as my work gets done mm-hmm. i can do it i like so i i need to work on it because i've done some work at like 6 a.m i'll like wake up at five o'clock in the morning and like bust out like a deliverable or i'll, or I'll do or i'll wake up at like five and like be like okay let me knock out something for create a block and go like right back and then be like okay i'll send it later <laughs> So do you not have to, like, you don't have, like, core hours that you have to stick to? So there are core hours, but, um, mm-hmm. the, like, there are core hours, like, for meetings and stuff like that. But for the most right. part, like, if I, as long as I give everyone a heads up, so I can be like, okay, hey, I'm flexing, like, doctor's appointment, or, hey, like. Right, right. That's cool, though. So that's pretty cool. And I, I work from home, so I can just, and my manager knows, 
Um, the only thing that happened was there was one outline that just wasn't going so well, and she was like, this looks like a, she was like, I don't know, Malik, this seemed like an, uh, a 630 outline, and I was like, that's not the one I did in 630, and she was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> so they know you're, you're right. Well, me and my manager, so my manager, me and my manager, um, are really, really close because I don't know, like she's been, she's like understands just the creative process and like being like, hey, sure. like you are working on something, like you are a writer and like writing's not neat and like even time away is writing and like she has like such a strong nuance of that that she's just like, I'm not gonna like sit and force you, but she's she's an editor, so she's also like, I will go up and down this piece and just destroy it and, and no ill mouse but she'll be like i will make sure that this is like ironclad because the people who are paying us are paying a lot of money but she's also like i'm not gonna like make you sit here and be like hey like i need this done in like from nine to five and if you don't get it done between these times like you're failing she's like as long as it gets done and as long as it's on time for the next thing you're good um yeah. And then also just personally, like, I don't know, she's, my manager's heard all the stories of, like, all the personal stuff that's happening, and not in, like, a, a bad way, but she's been, like, she's, like, oh. So, so I'd be, like, I'm fine, and she'd be, like, Malik, please take breaks, please go and take time off, like. Yeah, that's good. She's, like, I'm, she's, like, I'm not gonna expect you to, like, work and be productive when, like, that is around you. Um Aww, Yeah. That's really sweet, Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, no, I appreciate that a ton. And I think Clem can pop back in. We're, we're good. But yeah. <laughs> Malik just told us a very uh, juicy story about some uh, artists <laughs> that we cannot disclose. Artists? Um, and yeah. you'll never know what it is, everybody. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, no, I, I think that what you said about Creative Block is great. Um, <laughs> The having to walk away sometimes like it, it's it is it's a recurring thing but it's true and i think it's hard to remember i forget yeah I sometimes really forget. hard to believe in it i think that's the hardest part for me i was like i know this is something that i need to do but it's really hard to get my body in motion to get my ass up the chair walk around or like go I don't know, outside of my apartment or whatever it is, I tend to be the kind of person who's like, no, I'm going to break this. Like, I, you know, I'm going to solve the fucking puzzle. And then it's just like, don't, you're not going to solve it. You keep your butt on this chair. So because yeah. your head's like right. deadline, deadline, deadline. Like you're, yeah. you're all your, like in those head spaces, like whenever yeah. I catch myself, I'm always like, it's always a situation of me being like, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to get this done. Ah, yeah. yes. Yeah, I think I we're think, also conditioned to, to think that way. It's also like uh, I was listening to some true crime podcast where they talk about when you're under a lot of pressure, like an intense amount of pressure all at once, your brain kind of gets stuck in what they call uh, the goofy loop, where basically your brain just kind of goes in circles, and like it's and it's really hard and sometimes almost impossible, depending on the amount of pressure, to like get out of it. Uh, I've I've Noted. I, I haven't been in like life-threatening situations, but I have been under a lot of pressure suddenly where I was just, it's so hard to break out of that pattern. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just our brain. That's why you have people to help you out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Malik, what kind of goals do you have for your future? <laughs>
Um, I don't know what I don't know what is this character that I'm doing. I like like this is I'm my like, podcast host uh, character. Like um, dad, the nice, the paternal um, host. Um, what do you want to do with your life? <laughs> this is worse. This is like the ASMR. Yeah, like. Well, well, uh, well, this is what I want to do. Uh, we have uh, <laughs> a deal on the show today. This is my well, NPR voice. Well, hello. We have, um, Malik, who's a producer on Creative Block. Um, yeah, you know, long, long time listener, long time fan, and it's been exciting to join this journey, and it's really been eye opening, and I'm glad to, I'm glad to be on the show. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, so, I mean, okay, actually answering the question, um, <clears throat> okay, there's things. Okay, the whole interview I've been has things caught in my throat. And I've been trying to hold it back, so sorry, Clem. Um, but I would say, like, there was a. I used to feel really bad about kind of being in the moment. Like, I was always like, I want to focus kind of like on where I'm at now because I always used to be. I never really. I don't know. I never really was like. I never really knew what the future was gonna hold. In like a bad way, in the past, so I was just kind of like, bleh, whatever. But now I kind of look at it more optimistically. Of like, I kind of want to be open to what opportunities, kind of whatever opportunities are, like cool things present. Yeah. Like if I was like really kind of set on a path, like I don't know if I would accept like creative block. You know, like I want to be open to like when the cool things can come and when things can arise. Um, and. I mean, I want to start getting more into maybe other creative mediums. So, I mean, I have worked on writing songs before. Mm. Um, I wrote a hook that I was pretty proud of. I'm, I mean, it's nothing too major. Like, slowly getting back into, like, music. Um, slowly getting back into drawing. Um, my roommate's a visual artist, so... And we actually spent, like, an hour or two before... Let's, like, breaking an idea for a comic... Mm-hmm. Oh, very so, cool. So I think it's very much kind of being in the moment and but and like finding cool opportunities that align with my interests, but yeah, and but taking them as they come one day at a time. Um, because I don't know, I'm very anxious. I feel like if I look too much in the future, I'm just gonna be like ah. So yeah, I think that's wise. I think that, uh, and I can relate to that. That's something that I struggle with. I I think um. Like, and again, it's like a generational thing where we're always conditioned to think f- towards the future and, yeah. and um, worry about where we're going to be so much so that we forget to like just exist. And yeah. um, I'm trying to, I'm also trying to like be conscious of that. Because I, I feel like I, I personally wasted a lot of time. I don't know if wasted is the right word, but I, I spent a lot of time focusing on goals that were beyond my control. And when those don't line up, that's crushing because you're like, but I've spent all this time on this thing. And it's like, well, no one cares. There's no, there's no rule that says just because you put the time in that it's going to work out or people are going to notice. They, they do notice. And sometimes things work out in other ways, but there's no guarantee. So exactly. And like, I'd much rather be like, Hey, let me spend the time with my friends, spend the time doing cool things. And yeah, I don't know. I was away from home for like a long time i'm from new york city but i didn't live here for a long time so i mean my big my whole mantra has just been like experience and do as much as possible and mm-hmm. sometimes that bites me in the ass when i come home at 2 a.m but it's like living life 
Yeah, it hasn't steered me astray. You know, we're not going to say that. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Next time on Creative Block. <laughs> Listen, i Tells us about the time that he came home drunk. <laughs> I mean, I work... I. I worked as a social media manager for a brewery. That was a lot of times. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I worked. Right. So, um, and then being friends with bartenders in multiple bars. Um, okay, personal life gets crazy, <laughs> but like, but it's not my fault. I don't know. Like, if like the running joke is like, I'll tell people things that happen. They're like, you're the most, like chill person why are these things happening to you I'm like, you're, you're one of those i i have friends that uh that are like that where um they're just like nice down-to-earth people and i think that that attracts yeah weirdos it attracts yep. like weird situations yep because like, yeah. I, like i am prickly and closed off and avoid all conflict yeah so like i don't i don't get into those situations i'm too like <laughs> but know, my resting face is like smiley cheeks yeah you're nice so and people so, talk to you and but like but that's the i don't know it's weird because like if i'm like this if i'm like this and i don't say anything everyone yeah. seems like i'm like thinks i'm a hard ass but the second i open my mouth they're like there's like an immediate oh, yeah, like dissonance of just like what like i don't know um but yeah, no, you're right. I there's just something that happens where every single time I'm like, oh hey, like I'm just gonna kind of hang out. I'm just kind of gonna kind of chill, and then something happens, and then I'm too nice to like nip it in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> so it goes on for way longer than it needs to. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That will happen if you're, because yeah, it's, it's people can feel that in like with their gut, their intuition. They're like, oh. I could probably get something out of this guy. He seems nice. So, so that's where go with the flow bites me in the ass. I'm trying to be better at it, but um, go with the flow in positive situations. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you pick up, you you uh, keep an eye out for red flags anytime you're out and about. But Gene, what if red's my favorite color? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> what if pink is your favorite color? But I'm... This thumbnail is pink. Yep. And for those who are wondering, that is because pink is going to be the color of our music episodes. Music full, box, I should full say. Full circle. Um, full circle, Malik. It's been great to have you on the team. It's been uh, exciting to work with you on launching this new show. I'm very excited to see what interviews you uh, you do. Um, we've banked a few. Well. Yeah. You've done one. We did one together. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so We've got about uh, three, and I'm working on a fourth one right now. Awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Everyone, stay tuned. And that's the end of this creative block. Malik, thanks for being our guest and sharing your story. And thanks to our listeners. Follow us on Twitter. It's at Creative Block, Creative Without the Vowels, where we ask for drawing prompts and questions to ask your guests. Huge thanks to our editor, Clemens, for editing the podcast and Malik for helping us produce the show. That's me. <laughs> if you love our show, then support us on Patreon. Becoming a patron gets you early access to interviews as well as bonus episodes. Click the link in the description of this episode. I've been your host, Gene. And I was B. Keep being creative and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.